All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 21 of the Chinos Show. My name is CD. I'm coming at you from Norman, Oklahoma. And the weather out here, you know, it's been pretty cold the last week. But uh, yesterday, uh, God decided to piss on us and, you know, have supercells all over the place. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit rainy the last 24 hours. Not anything super severe or anything. So it's been pretty chill out here. <laughs> what about where you're at, Blaine? What's it been like? What's the weather been like? Oh, today was just I, the UV was all over the place. I, you can, I don't the know if UV? you can see, it. you know, the UV index just <laughs> insane. Yeah. Well, I we have guests here. Look at this. I got a big old tan line. Oh, I was outside yeah. for less than two hours. <laughs> I even got a watch tan actually. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that sunburn in a little bit, Blaine. All right. But Kale, yeah. Kale, what's it been like where we live? Uh, yeah, rainy and. Well, kind of warmish, but mostly heavily rainy for the yesterday. But rainy and cloudy, I guess, be a good way to describe everything. Mm. It's been kind of nasty. Yeah. Yo, what up, Badger? Uh, okay, about Blaine's sunburn. Blaine asked me earlier today. He goes, "Yo, why does my arm burn when I'm sunburned? Like, why does it physically? What did you say?" What did you say, Blaine? Why does it radiate heat or something? Yeah, yeah. Why is it? And I know the the answer. Do you guys know the answer to this? Honestly, Honestly I do not. I conveniently saw the answer to this on Reddit like yesterday too. Like why it's warm to the touch? Caleb, yeah, were you yeah. here when we talked about this? Or I don't think so. No. I think we were okay. playing rant, just me, you, and Michael. I think. Mm. I would assume just inflammation, right? Well, I'm. I don't know. I mean, so, I don't think my arm's any bigger. There's two things about. There's two things about uh, sunburns. One, yeah, it's inflammation because the immune system's working hard. And the immune system is working hard by all those cells killing themselves because they don't want to become cancer. And then, hmm. and then the immune system has to sweep up all the dead cells from the skin because they're like, oops, gonna turn into cancer, gotta commit seppuku, and they do. <laughs> That's why we peel. Yeah, that's why your skin falls off. Makes sense. Pretty pog. Well, I applied lotion so that so hopefully that wouldn't cancer. happen. Yeah, I want to keep. I want to trap that sun in me. <laughs> Get enough sun so I can become my own star. You know the worst like kind of sunburn is when you put sunscreen on, but it's like out of date or something. So it just like it makes just... like streaks like. <laughs> your body, you know? man, that sucks. Yeah. Oh I, man. I went to the uh, A&M had a scrimmage game today, and I went to that. And that's why I got all sunburned. Mm. Um, the the parents in front of us didn't really care about anyone else around them. They just started spraying their kid with sunscreen, like the aerosol stuff. It was just like getting in the air <laughs> all around them. It was it was pretty <laughs> bold, um, but yeah. Well, well, just in the bleachers. Yeah. Wow. That's they were sitting I, in Kyle Field. Yeah, and. Uh, Spooks was there. He was wearing a UT shirt. He was the only one amongst oh, 5,000 oh, people. <laughs> That's such a Spooks thing to do. Thanks. And we, we left during the third quarter. You have no idea how many eyes were on us. It was insane. We were sitting in like the front row. Like The yell leaders were like in front of us. What's a yell leader, Blaine? Just kidding. Um, Everyone knows that. That's a dumb question. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like A and M things that aren't anywhere else, but like that's not a, a yell leader is very A and M. 
It's the only. It's our only cheerleader. Oh, basically. Yeah, I don't think OU has a yellow leader. Nah. Are they like kind of? Yeah, I guess there's no real because like at, at Baylor they have people who are like on stands telling the crowd what to do or like what the student section what to do and shit like that. Yeah, that's kind of the equivalent of what we do, yeah, except okay. uh, better. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, but yeah, that. So the 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 yell leaders are like elected by some, I guess, the student body. I think I mm. it must be the student body, um, and they they're just in charge of. Uh, they're they're to bridge the relations between the athletic program and the student body, basically. So they're like student ambassadors to sports. Yeah. Cool. But it's more morale related, so it's like. I see. We want you to like this. Gotcha. So we're gonna get you to connect to it. So yeah, that's why there's like midnight yell. It's like a lot of the students can go to they go to Kyle Field the night before um, a game, and they they'll do they'll practice the chants. So mm. or like the the different yells that we have. We have like seven or eight different chants, mm. and I've never once been to a midnight yell. So. <laughs> what kind of unique shit blame. goes down at University of Oklahoma City? Sorry, hang, um, on. Hang, hang on. Oh yeah, I'm gonna introduce our guest, the weatherman CD. <laughs> I feel like we yeah, skipped that. Don't mind part. me, just chilling here now. I feel like we skipped that part. <laughs> we just kind of jumped right into it. Uh, this is our buddy CD. Uh, he is our resident weatherman, a meteorology major. Yeah, uh, I turn to him every time I want to know the weather. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know whether or not you're lying. So no one tell me whether or not Bland's lying about that. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. What kind of unique shit goes down? Yeah. So, uh, as far as like unique shit at like football games and stuff, we have the uh, the shoot the sooner shooter shooter. I think that's how you say it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I this would have been our freshman year of college. Uh, it was like the second or third football game I went to. It tipped over, and I, I was at the game, and it was funny as fuck. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So that's like a tradition that we do there. And then we also have, um, oh, I already forgot the name for them, but the people who like shoot the guns at the football game. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. hear them all the time because, like, I, I I forget their name, but they they do stuff at the soccer games too. And my apartment complex is like right over near, next to the soccer stadium. Okay. Fun. So every once in a while, I'll hear like gunshots, and it'll be super concerning. And then I remember I'm next to the, to the soccer stadium. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Is it is it guns <laughs> or is it a cannon? Uh, pretty sure it's guns because they have like little okay. shotgun type things that they throw yeah. around in the air and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so because A and M doesn't have guns, and I know UT doesn't have guns. We both have cannons. Yeah, Oklahoma's yeah, yeah. Well, it, it may be something similar like like that. It, it like shoots blanks or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but. Less, yeah. less gun laws in Oklahoma or something, probably. No, Texas is probably. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure if it's registered as like a prop, it should be fine. Pretty sure, especially yeah. if it's under the school. Pretty sure a cannon's also a firearm, so I don't think it matters. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I know is when I went to an A&M game, they were, I, I got to, like. We we went up into the student section and someone was giving out free tickets to go like below deck, like the lower deck, which is like senior level stuff. And this was when I was a freshman, so it's like whoa, like big stuff. So I was on like the the third row up, 
right next to the DJ, right next to the cannon. I could hardly hear for pretty much the whole game. But yeah, yeah. cannon's loud. Oh yeah. Good thing we didn't score too much. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But but yeah, I remember that the what well, what's it called? Uh, the wagon uh, tipping over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a really funny moment. I was I was at the game uh, with some uh, church people that I met, and um, we were just kind of hanging out there. And then the sooner comes out and it tips over, and then like there was this girl who was like sitting in the front. Of the, of the wagon and she, yeah, she got fucking launched. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so it was so bad, but it was so funny. <laughs> I saw that shit on replay in like Snapchat or something, and she was like hurled. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh yeah, and then like the horses ran off and everything, dude. It was a mess. And then I remember, um, so you, I, I, Caleb, I'm sure you remember, but the the first Baylor game of the season, the football season that year. Uh, Caleb, were you at that one? Uh, Does it look like it in his face? <laughs> no, no. Was, okay. <laughs> well, the we we played Baylor. Uh, this would have been November of our freshman year, and um, yeah, so it was it was a really close game. But I remember before the game, they used the sooner like on the sooner tipping over like on the big screen to like taunt us and stuff. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. But yeah, uh, and that I mean that game in itself was pretty crazy, but. Yeah. yeah. I take it you're a big football fan. I mean, yeah. I wasn't ever really a big football fan until I came here. Because, like, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you guys know, baseball was kind of like my big thing. I was a big yeah. fan of that in high school. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I still am. But coming to, like, a college with, like, a big, you know, football college atmosphere kind of helped me get into that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, keep, I definitely keep up with it a lot more than I did before. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not even culture. top five, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was well. gonna say, so, so apparently next year or this upcoming like football season, OU's best chance for the Natty is what I've been hearing. So, wow. yeah, and it's and it's the, and the funny thing is, it's only because our defensive line is going to be that much better than it was before. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure if you keep up with it, we yeah, we have we have some viewer questions from a viewer. Oh yeah, Pat uh, Minecrafter missed the first five minutes of the stream. It seems like they asked. Weatherman, can you tell me what the weather is like outside? Haven't been outside in like a week. Forgot what the fresh air is like. Can you describe it to me? <laughs> uh, well, depends on where you're at, but uh, I'd imagine it's pretty nice right now. <laughs> yeah. So, solid uh, just, just, just look, just solid look out answer. the window. It's, it's, yeah. Use open, your eyes. Open, get up out of bed if you're in bed and just yeah. open your window and smell. <laughs> yeah if my room's ever feeling like really dank i'll open my window you know what i'm saying <laughs> my room been dank. what's a window uh it's the clear thing that the light comes through what do you live in a mailbox <laughs> <laughs> i like how that's what you defaulted to was a mailbox <laughs> he didn't say prison uh, he didn't say like <laughs> In a refrigerator, yeah. that's pretty cool, actually. That's Does the light odd. stay on when you close it? Or... Ooh, yeah, that's a good the question. Answer, you, you can answer the question that everyone's been dying to know. You guys don't, <laughs> you guys don't know the answer? 
I'm just jo- we're just joking, Andrew. Does Don't the food suddenly come it. alive when we're not looking at it? Yeah, that too. <laughs> My milk is on moving around, and I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did the elf on the shelf 16 years ago actually go in there by himself? Tell me. Mm. <laughs> or even better, this viewer is food right now. What are you, a carrot? I bet you're a carrot. Oh yeah, it I bet they're, they're quite the snack. The yeah. light does turn off. Confirmed by the man. Confirmed, woman, maybe. confirmed by Cat Minecrafter on Twitch. The light turns off when you shut the door. Ah. Um, Interesting. Thank you. So, good segue. Thank you, Cat Minecrafter. Weather. <laughs> yes. Our boy, our boy CD is a meteorology major, correct? Yes. That's, that's the like official major name. Yeah, so I'm getting a major in meteorology, and th- funnily enough, this changed like just as of like two days ago. Oh hell yeah! Um, I'm also getting a minor in broadcast soft or b- broadcast meteorology, which is like TV meteorology, and then a minor in mathematics. So oh hell yeah, cool! Dude, looks like we're all getting yeah. minors around here. Oh yeah, yeah. except Cat, me. Cat Minecraft is gonna be a lawyer. <laughs> Good luck, Cat Minecrafter. Law from a, a refrigerator is probably difficult. Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you what kind of court cases are you doing? Like the food court, food court grapes, cases? Grape grapes food getting moldy. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, so fuck. good. Dude, yeah, I was thinking oh, like, like oh, yeah, I my, my, the defendant did not choke the victim to death. <laughs> the freezer was one cold setting too low. It was placed inside the cherry by an outside source. <laughs> oh, um. Sorry, we were talking about yeah. math, <laughs> math minor, minor in mathematics. Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, so mainly because uh, so those two minors that I'm getting would really like help me be versatile as far as like trying to find a job post college. Um, so like obviously broadcast software would help me, you know, get a TV meteorologist job if that were ever come up. And then mathematics would kind of like be the other end of the spectrum. Like rather than being a broadcast meteorologist, I'd be the guy behind the scenes doing all the research and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, and and I really, um, I it's really not that difficult to get a math minor, especially as a meteorology major here, because it's literally like one extra class that I have to take. Because okay. I mean, basically everything I do is math now. So really, um, I, yeah. I'm wondering. I mean, uh... What math is necessary for, like, how is math used in meteorology? Yeah, so, um, so I math thought can it be was used in... Sorry, I thought it was just yeah. look outside. Oh, cloudy. I mean, that's the there basics of it, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there are mathematical I mean, models you have to follow, right, for meteorology? Yeah, like, you, there's a whole bunch of math you can use to, like, figure out the models, uh, figure out, like, storm tracks, you know, figure out what's going on in the atmosphere, figure out where storms will form, where they won't. What's going to happen? A lot of physics, I assume. Yeah, a lot of physics too. And actually, Sucks. surprisingly enough, there's not as much physics compared to. Well, actually, I take that back. Physics and math are probably about the same when it comes to meteorology. They're evenly balanced about as about how much you'll use them. But okay. yeah, um, but as far as like classes that I've had to take so far, I've taken a lot more math than I have physics because I've only had to take up to physics two, and then right now. I'm finishing up uh, calculus three, so mm-hmm. um, and that and thankfully that'll be like my last gen ed. I don't know about you guys, but I struggle a lot with calculus. So calc- um, I'm in calc three and differential equations right now. Yeah, and it is fucking me in the bum most of the time. I differential yeah. equations is I definitely piping me. To be out. 
Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we're, the stuff we're talking about right now is like, um, we just got into like triple integrals and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And unfortunately, and a lot of other meteorology majors can vouch for me for on, the, on this, but the math department at the University of Oklahoma, pardon me when I say this, absolute shit. <laughs> it's terrible. Damn. Like, um, I, I mean, people you. complain about it all the time. Like, uh, cause I, I don't know if I told you guys this before, but so my freshman year, first semester of college, uh, I was enrolled in Calculus 1, and I had this teacher who um, some of my friends in Air Force ROTC called her uh, arm hair lady. Because whenever, you know, her arms were all on elbow and on the screen, you, you can see literally every single hair on her arm. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, long story short, she wasn't a very great teacher because on the very first exam, obviously me coming into college as a freshman, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And so obviously like academics, com- college compared to high school, high school is like you can kind of breeze through it, you know, and yep. just get there. But college, you actually have to work for it. And so me being freshman, I didn't really think that way. So I didn't study as much as I should have. And so I, long story short, I ended up bombing the first exam uh, in that calculus class. And I remember the next day in that class, our professor literally pulled up like a graph of what every grade in the class was. There weren't names next to them, but like a graph of how many people got this grade range, graph of how many of these people got this grade range. And I unfortunately failed in the, the bottom half. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she, when she pointed at that bottom half on the screen, she was like, if you're in this area, you need to drop the class now. <laughs> and I was Jeez. like, fuck. <laughs> like, she told me straight up that there was, like, no chance of revival, all that shit. And I was like, well, this is a positive outlook. Appreciate it. But, um, and of course, me being, you know, carefree and not wanting to be responsible as a freshman, I didn't drop the class, and so I ended up failing it. But, um yeah. yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm in Cal 3 right now, so can't complain about that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, which it was really bizarre because literally the next semester when I retook Calc 1, I got a pretty similar grade, but I was able to come back from it. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, my professor or my professor last semester was full of shit. Like, I totally could have come back from that. But, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. <laughs> Calc 1's pretty similar. Anyway. Calc 1's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Calc one, Calc one is pretty basic. Uh, you, I'd say the. Oh, did you yeah? take Did you take Calc one in high school as well? Uh, no. The last ma- uh, math class I took in high school was pre calc. I think. Okay. I think I took that senior year because right. I was I was I remember I was on the same track as you guys, but I dropped algebra eighth grade. I think something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, See, but, if I didn't, I, I know for a fact if I didn't take Calc one in high school. I will, probably would not have passed Calc 1 in college. Yeah, cal- calculus no. is a different beast when you get to college. That's for sure. Wrapping your head well, around the concepts is difficult if you don't have exposure. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the speed at which a university would cover Calc 1 is way too fast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because our, our Calc 1 was Calc 1 AB, but then there was also BC for the AP exam, and they just did AB and BC all in one. No, they didn't. They did no, AB, no. and then BC, Calc 2 was BC. Yeah, Calc right? 2 to 3 is BC. And so, one, yeah. AB is 1 and the first half of 2. And BC, okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure, is the rest of 2 and 3. Or well, something like that. My Calc yeah. professor from Calc 1 looked like Peter Pettigrew uh, from <laughs> Harry Potter. Almost exactly. 
That's right? hilarious. What a, he was a weaselly man, all right? <laughs> really good teacher, though. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Can't, awesome. can't fault him for that. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, for sure. I want to say, what what is uh, what are you majoring in again, Lane? I'm in mechanical engineering. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I want to say, I don't know if you knew this, but A&M was like my second option to uh, OU, so... Uh, and actually, the only reason I didn't get into A&M when I applied was because they were so, whenever, ever, I'm sure you remember, but they, like, accepted way too many people. And so, because uh, they had so many applications or something like that. But um, they had this thing. <laughs> they had oh, this are you thing. about to apply? I already He's did. Trans- and yeah. still haven't accepted my... Uh, they keep extending. The they, extended, oh. okay, they extended the deadline, like, three fucking times. I could yeah. be mauled Damn. like this for an hour straight. <laughs> they crazy. told me, I emailed them in February when I submitted my transfer application. It was due March 1st. It ended up being extended to like March 19th or something. The deadline. Damn. And I emailed them. I was like, hey, I'm applying. I was applying in California and in Texas schools. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I have all these deadlines. I need to know if I'm going to be admitted or not. And they're yeah. like, and they're like, okay, well, you've submitted everything you need to submit. Uh, the application decisions will be rolled out from mid-April through the summer. I have to accept Ooh. my admissions somewhere else by May first. Every other school, I have to accept my decision by May first. And they're telling That's me crazy. I won't even fucking know until after that, probably. And you know what else I did? I signed a motherfucking lease for an apartment in College Station already. <laughs> you have to. Wow. You have to because yeah, they I get don't, pulled I up. I don't have quick. anywhere. Yeah, it's yep. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely that is crazy. It's a molding. I'm yeah. a sue, dude. CD, I I have a very I have a very nice location for my my apartment and a very yeah. a, a very nice price. I had to sign this lease in October for the fall semester next year holy crap yeah that's that's crazy yeah, yeah dude, it's ridiculous thanks a engineering school thanks for being <laughs> fast From, like everything i've heard of a and admissions it just sounds like they're really uh yeah really they have their good. hands full all right as i will as, say that they have their hands full as long as i get accepted it doesn't matter It'll all blow over and I'll stop being mauled. But if I don't, then I'll yeah, be exactly. so fucking angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh I would my be too. God, dude. I would be furious. I, I don't see why I wouldn't be admitted, but it, I just the fact that there's even a chance makes me so upset. <laughs> I'm mauling so hard. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which. Sorry, uh, sorry. One last thing. I mauled so hard these days that I'm, I literally have gray hairs now. Already. Oh. Yikes. Fucking sad. Is that mauled or stress? No, I'm molding. I'm getting so mad that I'm going bald. <laughs> That's what molding means, does it not? Well, I mean, gray isn't bald. My hmm. my beard is graying. <laughs> I just started I just started growing a beard like a year or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's that's my mauled story. I'm 
We need to get, dude. We have we have a guest. What are we doing? I I know. I know. I'm okay, sorry. Sorry. I kind of I kind of. You guys asked me about whether or not I started talking about calculus, so yeah, that's my fault. I kind of went. Uh, I kind of went off the. Let's track talk here. more about the the meteorology courses that you're gonna have to take. What do yeah. you kind of know the structure of how like you're introduced to all of that? Yeah. So um, they they actually just recently changed the degree sheet uh, for meteorology. So it's it's still a little bit confusing out here, but. Um, so what your freshman year, fresh uh, first freshman semester, um, and basic, well, really just your first two years of college. It's mostly going to be, I mean, as I'm sure for any other major, you're going to be doing, you know, all your gen eds and uh, all your basic stuff, getting all that out of the way. Um, and then you don't really get into your meteorology classes until maybe late sophomore year into junior year, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of depending on whether or not you take summer classes, right. but. Um, yeah, so freshman year you'll do uh, calculus one, and then I also did chemistry, and then I think that was it. Everything else I did was uh, general education stuff, and then the next semester of freshman year, I did I redid calc one. But if you did if you end up passing calc one, you do calc two, obviously, um, and then you would do. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know what you would do next because my, my path has been a little bit different compared to the regular four-year uh, plan. I'm on a five-year plan right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I, my freshman or second semester of freshman year, I did uh, I redid Calc 1, but I also did um, another general education, I think. I'm trying to remember if it was – no, that was last semester. Actually, you know what? I'm going to reference this right now. I have like a whole degree sheet thing here. What courses are you looking forward to? Uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to um, some of the stuff I'm taking uh, next fall. So there's a class called Atmospheric Circulations, which um, basically just you know studies the uh, how the atmosphere works and all that and what for- forms storms, things of that nature. So um, that one's looking pretty cool. And then I remember my um, – uh, so I ended up taking a summer class uh, last summer. And I did the intro to meteorology class, which was like the most basic, you know, version of that class. And um, they really got into everything. Like you start out talking about different types of clouds and stuff like that, pretty basic stuff. But then later on in the class, you get into like, you know, severe weather, how all that works. Um, you learn how to read a, um, a weather station model, which is, I don't know if you, know, you guys know what that is, but basically it's, um, it's a little circle with like a little stick that points off of the end of it. And, there, and then there's a map, maps with like these little circle dots all across the map, all across the nation for each different location. Basically, a weather station model, um, it explains what the weather is like for that location. Like it will show the dew point, it will show the temperature, and then the little stick that I was talking about, um, depending on how many little lines are coming off of it, that's how you tell the wind speed. So like each, uh, like half a line is like uh, five miles per hour. A full line is 10 miles per hour, and then you just count each line to figure out how fast the wind is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the, little, the little dot that I was telling you about, uh, which is in the center of the station model, um, it, that would tell you what like the sky conditions are like. So if it's uh, if the thing is like fully colored in, it's a full dot. That means it's pretty you know pretty bleak outside, uh, you know pretty overcast. Um, there, it, it, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but there's different ways that you can, you know, tell sky conditions based off of just what's put in that dot. Um, and then you also learn how to read, um, uh, oh, I always forget what they're called. 
but they're they're basic there's these little graphs right and it's it's really confusing when you first look at them but uh so you have like your basic y-axis basic, basic x-axis and then you have um these two lines that go up and then uh, one's like a dew point line and one's a temperature line and um based off of where those lines are at you can tell um also kind of what the the weather is like outside um you, uh, based off of like where the lines are at you can tell if there's storms forming you can tell if it's clear outside if it's humid you know all these different kinds of things you know basic things that we put into like you know you know you guys know what like a, a seven day forecast looks like yeah. right yeah. yeah just like a basic one it's basically everything all the information that you can put on that but like on a graph that for meteorology people to study so okay i might yeah. sound stupid here um i have always just ignored the dew point what is it yeah so the dew point is the temperature that you need to reach in order for there to be moisture in the atmosphere um so like say you're at a certain temperature right mm -hmm. you need to reach the dew point in order for there to be water there in order for the water to be for, that, for it to be human really is that it's like gotta, a barometric measurement how do you tell how do you measure that how do you know that uh that is a good question that i do not know how to answer off the top of my head okay. but um so yeah i, I mean I, I, I can't imagine why it would be different in different places it's got to be atmosphere yeah i mean it's, yeah it's, it's 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 got everything to do with the atmosphere and how how the you know um because i mean you you've got different air masses right so um so you know you guys know what a cold front is and a warm front is pretty basic stuff refresh the, me refresh me on I'm, I'm not trying to be really dumb and just milk time, but... Yeah, you, no, no, you're you good. Probably, you probably have good insight on different parts of cold fronts and warm fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. So you have, like, the cold the cold front is basically has all cold air behind it, uh, and then the warm front has all warm air behind it. And um, how all of that intertwines and intermingles is really what... Uh, that's kind of like what happens in the atmosphere and there's different levels of the atmosphere obviously that you would study for it um and i mean like i said that that's not something i'm super knowledgeable on yet that's something i'll be doing next semester but um yeah i mean that's that's really it's really all just one big picture that really affects every little thing all the way from the dew point temperature everything so yeah okay yeah I want to say really my most of my meteorology knowledge comes from like um severe weather and like reading um radars and stuff like that because that's actually a lot of what i've been doing this semester um not that i have a class for it but this semester obviously is it's severe weather season and i'm out here in oklahoma so i've been keeping a close eye on all that kind of stuff um so i've been uh you know my, most of my interest for meteorology anyway uh, comes from like tornado genesis and um, thing, which I know it's a big word, but that's just creation. how it, creation of a tornado basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's really most of my basic knowledge. Um, and as I actually, I know we were talking about this before uh, the podcast began, but uh, my one of my friends actually went and chased yesterday uh, in uh, Lockett, Texas, which is kind of like. Yeah, west of the DFW area. Um, there was a big tornado out there yesterday, and actually, I was watching uh, a live stream of one of my favorite uh, 
Storm Chasers. His name is Reed Timmer. Have you guys ever heard of him? No, I don't. I don't really watch Storm Chasing. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So Reed Timmer is. Um, he's actually a guy I've been watching ever since I was itty bitty little. Um, and he he actually used to have his own show on Discovery Channel, and he would um, he would you know go and chase storms and stuff like that. And his thing is he has these vehicles called the Dominators. And so basically what a Dominator is, is it's, you know, just imagine a basic Ford F-350 pickup, uh, which is like just the base model truck. But then he takes armored plating, puts it all over it, uh, hydraulics on the armor plating so you can drop the plating down flush to the ground. Uh, there's like spikes on the side that'll shoot in the ground. It has like all this weather tech on it that'll measure, you know, pressure, everything like that. And he basically takes these vehicles and drives them into the middle of tornadoes because he's a crazy bitch. But <laughs> yeah, so um, and actually he hasn't been chasing with them this storm season for some reason, but he has before. And they're, they're pretty neat vehicles. Honestly, if I were get to get the funding one day, I wouldn't mind turning a truck into one of those. But mm-hmm. um, did he was he on Mythbusters at one point? Probably. Or, I um, think it was some storm chaser with like a really cool vehicle that had you know hydraulic plating to shield the wind yeah there, there's a there's him and then there's another guy named uh sean casey who uh he, he did something pretty similar actually except his vehicle uh wasn't based off of a vehicle that was already created he created his completely from scratch like oh, he wow. built the frame everything and um he actually did his and he actually he was on the same show as reed timmer but um he did his because he was creating an imax film uh, for something, some project he was doing. And um, basically what he did is he took that same idea, built his own custom vehicle, and it has like a turret on the top where he can mount his IMAX camera and like turn it around and point it at the tornado as it's coming over them. So it's, yeah, there, there's a there's some pretty crazy chase vehicles out there. I, I have, wow. I've seen pictures of that vehicle actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That thing looks sick. It's, it's pretty legit. The only if you, downside t- if you thing, showed me a picture of that, I didn't know what it was. I wouldn't think it was for driving into a tornado. And, you know, I'd, I'd be like, oh, is that yeah, like, it's like, like military-grade pet yeah. shit? You know? <laughs> yeah. You'd expect some, like, tank cannons on the side of that shit. <laughs> Crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. But, um, yeah, so most of what I've been doing this semester is uh, storm chasing when I can. The most recent storm chase I went on... Um, was a week or two ago actually would have been a week ago from yesterday um i chased some storms out in eastern oklahoma it wasn't anything interesting it was really just a giant uh hail core and Mm. even when i say giant hail core the hail that was actually coming down only lasted for like 30 seconds and it was like pedal size so um but then again not gonna complain about that because that means i wouldn't have to replace a windshield but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah my so by far the craziest storm chase I've been on is um, the one that I went on in the Panhandle a few weeks ago. Um, I got right underneath the circulation of, and I don't remember if it was on the ground already or not. It may not have. It may have, may have already lifted. But there was a confirmed tornado on the on the storm that I was chasing, and I got a little bit too close for comfort, <laughs> and. Uh, Naturally, rather than trying to escape for my own safety, I took a screenshot of the radar app that I was using, and I was like, "Oh, look at how close I am!" But <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. But um, 
Anyway, yeah, so I was basically right underneath uh, the circulation of this uh, ball cloud uh, that may or may not have had a tornado on the ground. I know it did for sure. Uh, and actually, I can probably show you guys a screenshot of it here real quick if you're able to see it. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, here we go. So this, or actually this is a screen recording, but I don't know how well y'all can see that. Is it, is it, st is it too bright? Uh, it's not bad. I can, we see, can, we can see. Yeah, it. what I can see like there's a red center. Yeah, there's. A... Yeah, so so there's a green and red center right here, right yeah. on this radar. Yeah. And let me see if I can zoom into it a little bit. That is what they call uh, a couplet. And so basically, this uh, so this is a different mode of the app that I have. I use an app called Radar Scope, um, and it's like ten dollars on the App Store, but. Um, yeah, they have uh, different modes that you can use, and that mode that I was using was called the, the base velocity mode, which is basically um, an x-ray into uh, the clouds and seeing which direction the wind is moving at a certain level in the atmosphere. So, um, and I always forget which direction means which. Um, but, oh, I yeah, I remember now. Um, so red on the radar means that the wind is moving towards the closest radar station, and then green means it's moving away. And typically when you see green next to red on that radar, it means that there's either rotation in the, uh, in, within the storm itself or there's a funnel that's, you know, there. Um, and typically when there's a funnel that's there, you'll see um, what they call a couplet. And it's pretty obvious on radar when you have a couplet. Um, and actually, here, I can send it in the uh, Discord here if it will let me. But um, it's when, it, when you see a couplet on radar, it's basically got like a white, bright center, kind of. And then it'll kind of, the red and greens will kind of look like a hurricane, almost, like you would look on, see on radar. Right. Um, and that typically means that there's either a tornado about to drop or there is one already on the ground. Um, and in that, in that particular storm chase, uh, not only did I get close to that one, but um, I got close to two more that happened earlier. And actually, I stayed away from that one because um, I had some friends uh, that I was also chasing with who got a little bit too close to com for comfort in that one. Um, turned out that that tornado ended up being rain-wrapped, which means it basically looks like there's a giant wall of rain in front of you, right? But to an oncoming driver, it may not look like there's anything in there, but in reality, there's a massive tornado inside of it. And, um, which is like the most dangerous kind of tornado that you can get aside from a rain-wrapped tornado happening at nighttime. So, um... Yeah, basically you can't see shit, which I try to stay away from that kind of situation as much as possible. And um, some of my friends got caught up in the uh, 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 the tornado there because they didn't even see it. And thankfully the tornado missed them by like a mile or two, but they got some good pictures of it and they sent it to me and some of the other people I was with at the time. And it was a massive wedge. Like you could see it spanning for... I would say it was maybe a quarter to a half mile wide. Wow. It was ridiculous. That's and um, and one of the crazy part was is that was not the only tornado that was on the ground at the time, too. There was another one literally just south of that one. And that's that's one of the most biggest dangers when it comes to storm chasing is when you get close to one tornado, you always have to keep like 
360 degree security. You always have to be looking around because you never know if a second one's going to come up right behind you and beat you in the ass. But, um, and that's, that was what was scary for them is because they were caught right in between the two that were on the ground. And, uh, the rain wrapped one was literally right in front of them. And, um, I didn't get to see that one, unfortunately, mainly because it was rain wrapped and I was a little bit of a distance away, but mm. it was, it was pretty crazy. There was, um, I remember afterwards looking at the damage rating. I want to say it ended up being either an EF2 or an EF3 uh, after it was all said and done. But it, it did some damage to um, uh, Happy, Texas, which is pretty close to where the uh, the canyon is out there in Canyon, Texas. And um, it did some damage to like some trailer parks and stuff like that. But it was, it was a pretty intense chase. Uh, I will say that. It was definitely the most fun I've had on a chase for sure. So... Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Blaine. <laughs> what made you uh, kind of get into all of this? Because, like, hearing yeah, yeah. hearing you describe all this, I'm like, not yeah. For you. Not <laughs> I was say it's... My my question's more short term. Fair enough. Uh, you said you grade it on the damage it does. Yes. Is there is that the only way you grade a tornado, or can you grade it before? Well, you can't really grade it before. Um, like, I, I mean, the, like, as far hurricane, as the, hurricanes, you could be like, it's a category five before it even hits land. Yeah, yeah. You can you can kind of like get a ballpark estimate, if that makes sense. Uh, like if you're out there and you measure the wind or you like the, it's like radar indicated or something like that, you can guesstimate the wind speed. And then within a certain wind speed, it'll fall within a certain category. Um, so like, I want to say zero to 69 miles per hour would be an EF zero, um, right. which is, yeah, I know, right. It's very, very nice. <laughs> <It's> nice <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, uh, 70 to like 110 is an EF one and then upward it, it's, it's got like certain ranges and, um, you can kind of guesstimate as to how, what the, what the damage will be based off of the wind speed. Um, but then again, that's not always the case. That's 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 really what interests me about tornadoes the most. Is about like kind of like the mystery about them, because mm -hmm. um, we don't we don't really know a whole lot as other than you know why how they form and what they do. Like that's that's really about as much as we know. Because um, I mean, when you when you get into the deeper questions, like we don't know. Um, uh, like why does why does one storm produce a tornado and why does this other storm don't when they have extremely similar environments around them you know um or things like that and if we even if we start to learn things about that we could like increase warning times and it really helps save lives and stuff like that so that's that's really what interests me is really just kind of the unknown about them but, mm -hmm. um, yeah probably because whenever a tornado touches down everyone's like get the fuck away from it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Well, to answer your question earlier, Blaine, the thing that really entices me about storm chasing is not just like the research aspect about it, but um, I guess you could kind of compare it to, I mean, really any kind of adrenaline, you know, inducing kind of thing. Like, it's, that's really what it is about, is like, um, not just, you know, trying to get the information that you can about the tornado and, you know, comparing it to other situations, but you know, it's it's really about the adrenaline rush and just the excitement of actually seeing one. Like steel. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what are your thoughts? That's, on, that's what your thoughts on skydiving into a tornado? That would be like 
bad ultimate idea? adrenaline rush. Yeah, terrible <laughs> idea, but I would totally do it. Okay, but what about like wingsuit? Wingsuit into one? I, think I don't know that. Like, I think your limbs would tear off, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say you. At that point, you would be pretty be strong. Dry. You'd just be debris at that point. Like the tornadoes would slam you into the ground. Like. I think I think I'm pretty Blaine's, strong. I'm pretty sure Blaine's original question was, "How did you get into it in the first place?" Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, I grew up watching Reed Timmer and his like Discovery Channel show and all that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, as far as getting into weather in general, um, my dad is a pilot, and so he deals with uh, a lot of weather and stuff like that. And so I grew up around airplanes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and way way back when, this would have been like a decade ago. Um, he was uh, a flight instructor at TSTC, and uh, I'd go up there with him and, you know, kind of mess with, uh, like, all the stuff that they had up there, like the airplane simulators and all the weather stuff that they had out there. So that was that was really kind of my start with the obsession, I guess. But Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, can, I, I can understand that. I forgot. Yeah. Who have piloted planes? Do you have a license still? How does that work? I do not. I unfortunately never found the time to do that because I remember a few years ago I actually talked with my my dad because my dad's a certified flight instructor even though he's not teaching anymore um, he can still technically you know do check rides with me and all that kind of stuff and legally get me a pilot's license but um, and that, I mean that's just an idea that my parents and I have kind of thrown around in the air before. As I remember a few years ago, before I even got my driver's license, they kind of joked about it. And they're like, yeah, you could get your, your pilot's license before you even learn to drive. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I would still love to get my pilot's license, especially considering I have the means to do it. Um, and actually, funny enough, my younger brother, his, his name is Andrew as well, by the way. Um, he is, uh, actually, both of my younger brothers are homeschooling right now. And... Um, my dad comes home every two weeks from shift after he goes out and flies. Um, and he's actually been teaching my brother just as of recently because my brother just turned 15 a few weeks ago. And so he's starting to learn now too. Um, and funnily enough, he'll probably end up getting his license before I do. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. one of those things where it's like after you experience flying a plane for on your own, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you can't, you just can't. Go yeah back. you can't it's yeah it's it's really it's a really addicting thing yeah it's it's fun i haven't i haven't flown in a while but um that's mostly just because i've been busy with school and all that kind of stuff but um honestly this summer and actually i've been meaning to talk to my dad about this if he ever finds the time but i wouldn't mind you know going out and flying again or maybe even trying to start working on my license this summer that'd be kind of cool um cool. yeah so if you do tell us so that we can feel good about ourselves, <laughs> as we we pushed you to we pushed you to do it. I, I believe. Yeah, in you. yeah, for sure. Yep. I believe in you. Thank you. Appreciate. It. I will go do it now. Just just for you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to feel good about myself. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, how much do I have to pay you to strap me in with a parachute and then fly me over a tornado? Yeah, come on, CD. You're Dude, a, you're I'll a, do it for free. I'll you're do the lift man. <laughs> if I live, if I live, I can sue. If if I'm not paying you to do it. Well, I'll, I'll, make, you, yeah. I'll make you sign a, a safety contract before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll push yeah, you. I, I gotta make sure I get benefits. <laughs> I want to push you out. But, 
that's Speaking cool. of hail, that's cool. this is just a little interesting tidbit. We we got a lot of hail a couple of weeks ago, and I talked yeah. about it on a podcast in College Station. This was this was on my front doorstep when it was happening. I wonder if it could focus. Holy shit! Yeah, that's. It that's like, like, it's like ball golf ball size. size, right? Yeah, it was yeah. golf ball sized hail, and it, that's it crazy. was it was very very stressful hearing it because the wind was pretty yeah. powerful, and we were getting tornado warnings. Um, Mm, I, yeah, I, I, I remember, it, I remember it, watching that actually on radar. I was keeping an eye on that one. Yeah, there was probably the wind was probably at least like twenty miles an hour, and it was like slapping the the hail into the windows and stuff. So. Oh yeah, it was, it's, it, hail does sound pretty scary whenever uh, it's coming down. And I mean, hail can actually sometimes be more dangerous than people think because I mean, like depending on how big it is and how fast it's falling, it it could do some serious damage. Yeah. Um, uh, almost all of the cars in the parking lot that weren't undercover parking. Thank God my, my car was undercover parking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Horrible hail damage. Like Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Terrible. Man, yeah, like looking at the hail damage in a car and then thinking like, damn, if I was outside and that hit like, my yeah, back, exactly. that'd be yeah. bad shape, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like even like the shoulders, like my shoulders are pretty strong, but like, boom. <laughs> It's like, mm. <laughs> like getting hit with a golf ball. Like you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That was a funny story about hail. Um, my so sophomore year of high school when I came and toured at OU, um, I went and took a tour of the uh, the National Weather Center, which is actually here on campus, hmm. and um, they have um, these vehicles uh, called. They have like a, a whole bay full of vehicles down at the National Weather Center. And they have several things. They have uh, these things called DAOs, which stands for uh, Doppler on Wheels. Basically, it's just a giant truck with a giant Doppler in the bed. Yeah. Um, and then they also, uh, so this, this is the funny story. So they have like these Dodge Grand Caravan, like minivans, right? And um, funnily enough, whenever they got those, they actually weren't initially owned by the university. They were rental cars. <laughs> And these these graduate students would take those those minivans and take them out and drive them into storms and you know, storm chase with them basically. And they came back to the weather center like beat to shit. There's hail hail like hail dance all over them, windows cracked. Keep in mind these are rental cars. And so the, the National Weather Service goes back to the rental agency and they're like, Hey, we're done with these now. And, and then the rental agency is just like we don't want them back. <laughs> you guys can just keep them. <laughs> and so, uh, funnily <laughs> enough, they, they got to keep the minivans uh, at no extra cost. So, oh, wow. That's a good yeah. deal. Yeah. Just, yeah. Go rent a car, take it into a storm, get some hail damage, and then... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have, have you heard oh. the uh, like the story of like the carton of eggs getting sucked in a tornado and then getting just dropped down on like, broken? Oh no, I've never heard of that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know where like that came from. That's Do you think crazy. there's any truth to that? Like, there could be. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like tornadoes. I mean, they do crazy shit. Like, they could go through a whole neighborhood, destroy one house, and leave the other one next to it completely unharmed. Like, it's. I would not be surprised if that happened. Um, yeah, it's that's definitely possible. <laughs> there, it's pretty unpredictable what can happen inside the funnel. So. Yeah. That's a crazy story, though. I'd, I'd be interested to see that actually happen. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is like the uh, 
the mystery part you were talking about earlier. Just like how unpredictable it can be in there. Just the yeah. amount of like it's a portal to Oz interaction. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say I remember watching um, a documentary. So, uh, you, do you guys know where Moore, Oklahoma is? Yeah, I do. So, Moore is, I mean, it's basically the same area as Norman. It's literally like 15 minutes north of here. Okay. But um, back in 2013, they had a humongous EF5 roll through uh, Moore. Mm. And um, I remember watching a documentary about it a while ago. And there was this uh, lady who was telling a story about how she found like a picture of her like granddad, like a picture of her granddad and like his marine clothing, literally like three towns over in like Newcastle. It was wow. crazy. Um, which Newcastle, keep in mind, so more is like on the east side of Interstate 35. Newcastle is like miles and miles and miles on the other side of the of the interstate. So mm -hmm. it's like. It's 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 crazy what they can do. They can completely relocate basically anything. <laughs> so, yeah. And I remember a few weeks ago I was um, driving through Moore with uh, one of my friends who's actually from there, and uh, I asked her. I was like, "Were were you here when all this kind of stuff happened?" And she was like, "No, but my family was." And she kind of she basically took me on a tour of like through Moore and everything. I remember like looking at stuff. I was like, "Oh yeah, I saw this in the documentary. I saw this in the documentary." And if you're driving uh, through the main streets on Moore, um, you can see like where the tornado went through. Not just like literally, but if you look at some houses on one side of the street, they can be completely old, completely original. And then on the other side of the street, every house there is either gone or completely brand new. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and I remember when we were driving through there, there was like... Um, a ditch that was literally dug out by the tornado and they had to like build a bridge over it and everything it's wow. it's it's pretty crazy what they can do so but yeah, right. that's that's kind of that's kind of my fascination with them, I, uh, when i lived in tennessee i lived in middle tennessee for about seven years um and so we would get tornadoes not as often as like tornado alley but sometimes there'd be yeah. some rippers that came through there um, and there was one storm, one like supercell storm where I think the Cumberland river flooded a lot. And so there were, there were river roads basically for mm -hmm. like a day and a half. And then, you know, water would seep into different reservoirs. And so my neighborhood was flooded for fucking um, three weeks or some shit. Like, molt, like, crazy. like yards of water deep. I, I can't, I couldn't tell you at this point. But Jeez. damn. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is, you're saying the the damage that a tornado can do is massive, and you're absolutely right. Blood plus tornado was the spookiest shit I had ever seen in my life. Yeah. So my my sister's friend's house got pulled up by a tornado that day and then flowed down the street in a flood maybe Whoa. not all in one piece but like the house yeah. just got swept away by a storm it's fucking terrifying wow yeah that's that's crazy it does not yeah i would say around. definitely i would say definitely like the combinations of things that can happen within a storm that's what really makes it dangerous 
Because, like, I mean, the, the tornado that happened uh, yesterday up in Lockett, Texas, um, there was the, the tornado threat, and then there was also, uh, I want to say the some of the chasers out there said there was, like, softball-sized hail. It was ridiculous. Um, and the, the crazy part is normally the way that um, storms typically go is so you have uh like when you're looking at it on radar right you have your supercell and then it'll kind of like hook that's your hook echo you, you guys know what that is no so when you're looking for a tornado on radar like like i mentioned earlier you can do the base velocity thing and see which direction the winds are going but if you're just looking at a regular radar typically you can tell if there's a tornado just based off of the shape of the storm so, like, say you have this one tiny little cell moving through the plains, and then all of a sudden on the bottom end of the cell, you see kind of like a hook shape almost. Mm-hmm. That typically means that there's um, an inflow to the in the storm, and that inflow is feeding the storm, and it's kind of branching out and then creating that rotation on the bottom end of the storm. And um, that's typically where the wall cloud is and typically where the tornado will come down uh, right in the center of that hook. And um, typically behind, as, as the storm rolls through, right? So you have, you have your um, tornado roll through first. And then after that is typically when the, the hail uh, comes in. Just, it, I mean, it's not always like this. It really depends on the structure of each individual storm, but typically the hail will come in uh, after the tornado on the backside of the tornado, which, um, usually sucks because the best spot to see a tornado is on the back side of the tornado and so you can get you know absolutely screwed by getting caught in a hail core that's behind it and it's yeah there's there's so many different factors that come into storms so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty crazy so what oh, yeah what vehicles do you do storm chasing in if they uh, get shit my my truck, my personal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I is it beat to shit? Have you gotten lucky? Is it? I've. I mean, my truck was already beat to shit. So if it is beat to shit, I haven't noticed. So. Fair enough. <laughs> but um, I mean, the only actually, I don't know if if you guys heard before, but my truck was actually pretty much dead for like a few months uh, after Christmas I- break. I remember you um, about that. Yeah, yeah, because um, I had—I mean, it had so many freaking problems with it. Um, it had like an oil leak. It had a—it still—it still has a coolant leak. I haven't fixed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it—it uh, it had, it had a transmission leak. Uh, the spark plugs needed to be replaced. Uh, there was water pump leaks. It was ridiculous. And so, when, initially, when I took it to the shop uh, last Christmas. Um, the shop was asking like two and a half grand to fix it, which is like more than half of what that entire thing is worth. And so I was like, hell no. Um, and so thankfully my granddad had some connections and he found a guy who can fix it or who did fix it for really, really cheap. He fixed the oil leak and he fixed the transmission leak all for like 400 bucks. Oh yeah. Which was yeah, I was like, it, it may not be the most professional mechanic work, but I'll take it. Zip ties or something. Yeah, yeah. I would say my license plate is literally being held on by zip ties right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and actually, the only reason that I haven't considered 
purchasing a new car. I, I can buy a new car right now if I wanted to. I could go trade that in, and, you know, Big get money something in. decent. But if the only thing that's keeping me from doing that is the fact that I storm chase, I don't know how I'd feel about storm chasing and, you know, something I suddenly just invest, invested all my money into. So yeah. You ever worry your car yeah. break down in the middle of a tornado and you're stuck there? I mean... It's been pretty reliable to this point, so I'm not too worried about it right now. But how reliable uh, is leaks in every important aspect of your engine? every single <laughs> leak you could have? You had. Well, I mean, most, keep in mind, most of those leaks have been fixed. Like, I don't, I don't have a transmission leak or an oil leak anymore, at least as far as I'm aware. But um, I mean, I do have a coolant leak, but the problem, the thing with the coolant leak is, it's such a slow leak that I've just kind of let it go. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, though it's it's coming from, like, somewhere, like, with one of the hoses coming from the... Uh, uh, the thing in the front. Why is the thing not coming to The intercooler, yes, that. Um, it's coming from one of those hoses. And those hoses probably haven't been replaced ever since that thing was new. So they're probably 20 years old, something like that. And so it's probably just something that's got to happen anyway. But... Um, yeah, and then that's like the only, like, that's really the only problem I've had with it so far. Actually, no, I take that back. There is one considerably dangerous problem that could happen. So, um, I'm in. my Maybe. truck, my truck likes to go into theft mode randomly. Oh. <laughs> Even while I'm driving. <laughs> So wow. what happens is there's That's a fuse awesome. in the fuse box that is on its way out. And um, what happens is if that fuse doesn't have a good connection, it'll cut power to the fuel pump and the fuel pump won't go and it cuts power to the engine and the engine just completely shuts off. And so I remember a few weeks ago, I got up really early for a PT with, for ROTC and I parked in uh, the parking garage. And we suddenly changed locations for PT, and I was like, well, shit, now I gotta move my truck. Tried starting it, wouldn't fucking start. And I had to be there in like five minutes. I was like, well, guess I'm gonna gun it across campus. So I just sprinted the entire time all the way across campus and left it there. And then when I got back, um, I called my dad. I was like, hey, did, did, like, this is like just after I got it back from being fixed from that mechanic. And so I called my dad. I was like, hey, what all did he do? Like, this. <laughs> This doesn't seem right, obviously. And so my dad told me, he was like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. So the mechanic uh, found out that you have an issue with your fuse box. And typically he said that the way he fixed it was he punched the fuse box a few times and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And so I put the, the key into the battery mode and I just opened the hood. I gave the fuse box a slam a few times, got back in and it started right up. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so... So. I've had that happen a few times where, um, and thankfully it hasn't happened enough to the point where I'm like driving and it happens. But I remember the day, that day that it happened, I finally got it started up. I was pulling out of the parking garage and as I was leaving the exit, uh, it cut off again. And I had to like glide into like a parking spot. And I was like, what the fuck? This is not going to fly. But yeah. So. I was like, your definition of reliable is a little different than mine is. Hey, hey, if it works, it works, all right. <laughs>
All I, all I have to do is, you know, it, it, and keep in mind, here's, 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 here's my uh, solution to if this happens, if I get caught in the middle of a tornado, right? Okay. My adrenaline's probably already going to be out the wazoo. So if I just pull over to the side, you know, on the side of a road, get the hood open, bang on, like, fucking beat the shit out of my fuse box a few times, and then get back in the car as fast as I can, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, wazoo. yeah, yeah exactly. Just pop the hood and let the hail beat the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least you got your fix, though. You know. Yeah. Like you yeah, know what to do. Yeah, you stop. You stop working. You just get out. Smash the yeah. box a couple times. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That as long good. as the tornado is not on my ass in that moment, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. that's, a quick, that's a quick side tangent. Uh, as a person with my car, car issues of my own, by that I mean nothing in the engine, but. I know you've either restored or replaced your headlights or both before. Yeah, so mine are so shit. I've I've uh, <laughs> I've sanded them and I've re-clear coated them once. What else should I do? Is there bad? Did again? you do the inside? Removing my headlights. Well, I have to take my whole engine apart because it's a stupid Japanese car that isn't modular you have to take the whole engine out to you, you have to you have to remove a bunch of components in order to get to the fasteners that take out the, the headlights oh. probably a lot of the intake ducts and yeah. stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah interesting yeah he has a lens so yeah i was gonna i was gonna say i remember i tried restoring my original headlights way back when uh, using like a Chris, you know, you guys know who Chris Fix is on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that, that's who I watched his video. That's how I did it the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I tried that thing. I did it with like four thousand grit sandpaper and six or eight thousand something like that. And then I got clear coat. Then I used alcohol to clean it mm. before I uh, clear coated it, yeah. and that worked for a while. Um, they were pretty clear up until a few months later, um, and I think most of that was just because they were. I mean, they were old old headlights and so i just eventually ended up replacing them but um as far as like other methods to do them i don't know any of myself but i will i can point you in the direction of someone who knows um so i worked with angel rivera last summer with his detailing business and um i went and did a few uh cars with him and there was a car that he and I did together. And actually, I didn't even have to help. I was really impressed with how quickly he was able to do this. But he has like some sort of secret special formula for fixing oxidized headlights. He just like puts the cream on there and then like does a little polishing thing. And then all of a sudden, they're like new. So reach out to him if you want to have help doing that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I know my dad... Um... He polished he polished the ones on on our truck before before he sold it, but it, it just I don't know for some reason maybe he didn't clear coat it afterwards, but it it just deteriorates so quickly even if they if you polish it that's yeah the thing. yeah I would say that's the only problem with that other fix is that it's just it's gonna go back to that eventually yeah so pretty soon like I say, honestly your your best bet if you're like obviously you're not willing to replace your headlights you can go reach out to someone but. Um, I don't see your best bet would probably just be replace them because yeah, then yeah. they'd be new. But... I was just curious. I was looking yeah. at replacement headlights for my Focus, but I mean, not like not like in the 
I was thinking more in terms of like aftermarket. They're expensive as hell. Yeah. 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 And you can't cheap out on stuff like that because no. I bought some replacement door handles for my Camry, like <laughs> interior, and like the holes are too small, so it's just like super. <laughs> you get to pull pretty hard because mm. the original ones, I like I opened it, you know, and then the handle just snapped off, and so I just had to replace <laughs> it. And I was like, all right, I'm not gonna buy these expensive, you know, OEM, you know, Toyota you handles. You have to. Yeah, you really do have to, <laughs> especially with like yeah. headlights. I mean, probably crappy plastic, anyways. If you buy the cheap kind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, bud. Damn. Yeah, stupid Japanese creator manufacturers. They have to have their shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. hoping my car does get caught in a hailstorm soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, hit him just up. Go, just go storm chasing. Go accidentally yeah. get caught yeah. in a tornado. You know? Loan your car to TV for one day. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll borrow it. <laughs> If my car, Ooh, yeah. if my car was in College Station at the apartment complex I have a lease signed for, I would have got all the hail damage replaced for free. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. They did that? Wow. Damn. They didn't do that here. Yeah, there was a there was because... a free pizza thing today, and it was the last day to sign up for your free repairs from some company oh. at, at that apartment complex. Nah, Correct these guys if, were like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Badger, but that's what I think it said in my text I got. These guys were like, mm, you didn't pay for the covered parking? Sorry, bud. Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is brutal. They didn't offer anything. But Damn. I did pay for covered parking. Haha. <laughs> I say, unfortunately, in my apartment, we don't have covered parking. But there's also like a parking garage right down the street. So it's not that big a deal. But mm -hmm. yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know one of the what's up? Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One of the people in in my one of my classes, he had, he moved his motorcycle inside his house, just because he could. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's expedite some shit, Blaine. Uh, some cool stuff in space happened this week. There was an ISS crew launch. Go ahead, talk about yeah. that stuff. So, uh, there was another Crew Dragon launch up to the ISS. I don't know why there was, like, a little break in between when they took the Soyuz. Um, maybe SpaceX wasn't, like, ready with theirs, but this is the first time that astronauts have been sent up in a reused rocket. Uh, the was space the shuttle... Same, space same shuttle rocket was, man capsule, or just... I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty insane. I, I pretty believe it was. Awesome. Yeah. And it landed. I know SpaceX has been having some troubles with some of their um, boosters landing. I think they had like three in a row fail, F fail on the fail the landing. That is so like they did their job. They didn't land all the way, but I think they had already been used like six or so, so times. So it's fine. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last week. I actually don't know. It must have happened recently after the podcast um the mars drone uh ingenuity yeah took flight on mars that was oh dope. yeah i saw that that was pretty cool i think it made its second flight also like yesterday or something yeah it should be making regular flights now yeah. um but from what i saw from the first flight all it did was like go up pan around and then like go back down you can see how sunburned my arm is. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, Neapolitan ice cream over here. 
Well, yeah, I'm like a salmon. I'm like a right. salmon. It's like red on this side, white on this yeah. side. Uh, <laughs> expedite my segment. Uh, the one game that I brought up a few weeks ago, being New Pokemon Snap, comes out in a week. Uh, me chill. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Too much money. Caleb, how about your corner? Uh, I mean. You know me. Nothing new. Always a. Hmm? Nothing new. Just same old. Yeah, nothing new. Just yeah. playing some melee, playing some Rocket League. I will say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say. Um, I got some wings today for for like mid afternoon. Gosh. After after the game, I guess. Uh oh. Right, I think we're good. What's up? Never mind. We're good. Oh, okay. Um, but I had some, I didn't order them, but I, you know, uh, Graham's friend ordered them. They were like the spiciest wings on the menu. And I, I tried one really, really made me want to do a pepper parade podcast. We, we have to do that and it, soon. We, yeah. We need to get around like a table. Yes. With some hot yeah, so you have to do like a, like a hot one style kind of interview. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. I feel like we'd be good to have a guest for that one as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got what, yeah. two weeks basically till we can spread our wings and escape the tyranny of academia? Cool. Yeah, just about. That's the most poetic <sighs> way I could have put that, probably. That was very poetic. Two weeks, shit, I need to find a job. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um. Uh. I have another guest next week. I don't have it lined up necessarily yet, but could have another Pog moment next week. Different guest. This is um, definitely a Pog moment. Next <laughs> week will be next week will be pretty Pog for me. Uh, but I'll leave that for next time for everyone to find out why. It'll be very All apparent right. upon right when this. <laughs> Um, if you're here in the YouTube video, thanks for watching. Hit the fucking bell. Subscribe. One more thing. Fuck Spotify to all listeners. our Spotify listeners out there. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um. Um. Did anything you? Yeah. Anything you didn't get to talk about or? Um. Not really. I mean, if anyone else out there is interested, uh, I stream every once in a while on Twitch. I usually oh, play yeah. Plug that shit. like uh, I usually play like Call of Duty, Cold War, or like in the Lita show or something. You know, just a good chill time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yo, if you play Valorant, we can co-stream. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, dude! I'd be down for that. Hell yeah! You're We're in... all bad at Valorant, by the way. You're in here now, but <laughs> you know. We... Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's your Twitch username? We can plug it. Yeah, it's uh, twitch.tv slash cdfinley00. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully I sent the link right in the... If we have any primers out there, so with the prime CD, I, I didn't see the... Uh, when's your prime day, actually, CD? <laughs> My oh, prime when's your prime day? day? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what that means. Ah, <laughs> uh, CD's not a show. Wait, you gotta get on that. All right. Yeah. It's not a show. <laughs> yeah. If you have that Twitch Prime, Wait, you're not chilling. Good. 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 Good.
you know, if you subscribe, you get access to our Minecraft server. That still isn't up. Uh... <laughs> it will be true. We'll next that. week for We're sure. Fine. For sure. If you if you subscribe, you get access to the emotes, and you get to talk in <laughs> emote only. Or, I mean, uh, subscriber only chat. Uh... Emote only. That would be insane. Emote <laughs> only. Be a VIP or a mod, and no one gets yeah. VIP or mod in my chat. Mm. Fuck no. Um, I mean. Hey, thanks for watching, you know. Yeah, thanks yeah. for watching. Who wants to send us out this week? Caleb did it the last time, I think. I think Blaine hasn't done it. Blaine hasn't done it in a while. I think it's Blaine's turn. Alright. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. If you like this video, check out our channel on YouTube, The Chinos Show. And if you like any, any of our other content, maybe leave a comment, subscribe, you know, the usual. Uh, and to end it off, uh, stay frosty. B -b 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 Bonus. Also, I forgot to mention like three weeks ago, uh, thanks to Badger for making our new logo with the Penguino show. It looks good. We got our homie the Penguin with the chinos on. Check out the YouTube channel to see it. Uh... Yeah, that's all I got for b -b 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 bonus. <laughs> God, he's uh, never done uh, this before. I don't know what he's doing. This. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for chilling. Uh, we'll see you next week at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, Saturday. Peace out, guys. Bye bye.